Hey everyone, Sal here with a quick summary of today's episode. In this episode, I did it nice and early in the morning, decided to do a guided run for those who actually want to hear what my program is all about. And I would love to send this program to you. Just feel free to send me a message or contact me. And this guided run, we decided to do 30 minutes of running. You have to run for a minute and walk for a minute. And I guide you through this run, letting you know when a minute comes and when a minute goes. And I get to inform you a little bit about my you know, experience on how I came up with this program or who I was inspired by. And I hope you guys actually give this a moment to listen to it. And, and if you're not running with it, that's perfectly fine. But if you listen to it and you get a little bit inspired to run with it, that'd just be great. I appreciate that. I hope you guys do get to enjoy this episode and I'll get to see you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and listeners, thank you very much for joining and listening to On the Run with Sal, the podcast where we correlate philosophy and running through a good conversation. However, today we're not going to actually have a good conversation or I'm not going to have a good conversation for this recording because I'm focusing on a training run recording, a guided training run. And this training run is actually based on the training that I used to use with high school athletes when I was coaching back at Modern Day Catholic High School. And this is a very simple, nice and easy run. Nothing to be stressed about. It takes about 30 minutes. So first things first, we need to go out for a walk to warm up, do a little bit of dynamic stretches. And those dynamic stretches are very nice and simple. So now that we're about to hit the minute, I hope you've already started off the walking and now you do a little bit of a high knees, repetition of 10, one by one, high knees, repetition of 10. And the whole idea of dynamic stretches is that if your muscles were rubber bands, you're pretty much pulling on the muscle very quickly and releasing it. That's the whole idea. That is dynamic stretches. So you do your 10, takes about 30 seconds, walk again, walk again. It's good to let the body get away from the discipline, to get back into the discipline and notice the difference of what you're doing and what you're not doing. So just keep on walking for the moment. Breathe. And uh, right, right now I'm actually learning how to yoga breathe. You know, you breathe, you expand your lungs as much as you possibly can, and you excel with your diaphragm as well. So now we're going to do butt kickers. Minute number two. One at a time. One at a time. And the whole idea of the breathing after you're doing the butt kickers is that you're actually forcing the breath. You're actually really trying to Put, use the diaphragm to, to tuck in your stomach. Use the abdominal muscles. And there you go, butt kickers. Go back to the walk. So it's very important to just about four or five minutes to stretch out dynamically, go off for a walk, you know, just release a little bit of the tension. You want to be flexible. You want to be responsive. And it's very important to do these kinds of dynamic stretches. 
So right now, for the next stretches, it's going to be uh, side to side on the legs. Uh, the reason why uh, a lot of people don't really do a lot of side motion on running is because they think that since they're running ahead or straight in a straight line, that their hip flexors or their hip muscles don't really need that much stretching. But obviously your hip muscles are connected to your whole gluteus maximus, to your whole leg, to your whole quad. So it's very important to focus on those hip muscles and relax. Hip muscles, very important. You wanna strengthen them as much as you can. Um, do some splits every now and then when you have the chance to stretch after the run, right? Then you go back into the walking, get away from the discipline of stretching. And the last one is just high knee, but with the external extension. So you do a high knee, and then you move your leg around the hip outwards. So high knee outward extension. I don't even know what you call these, but we used to learn these in soccer back in the day. So these are really good. So the first one was for your hips inwards. This one's for your hips outwards. So now the last 30 second walk, we're at four minutes and 30 seconds. You're about to get ready for a run. And the most important thing about this is that you actually need to have and notice the difference in control. So for this first guided breathing, which we're about to start right now, it is gonna be run for a minute, walk for a minute. So let's start off, we already walked. Let's start off with the run and find a pace where you can go. <laughs> yeah, we're already at five minutes. So the whole point of this is to find a pace that you actually have control of your breathing, control of your mechanism, your mechanic, your movement. And if you're with someone and you're enjoying this beautiful recording of a good run, you know, you wanna have a conversation with them. You shouldn't really be listening to this. But, <laughs> but obviously this is a good way of guiding yourself to putting the effort for one minute of running and one minute of walking. So focus right now, notice what that motion is, what that speed is, what that breathing is, and then you stop, because that's a minute. Now you're walking. Why, why do you need to walk to learn how to run? Well, when I actually read the book, Jogging by Bill Bowerman, Bill Bowerman taught people how to jog and then run as you progress through the book by saying, if you run for 50 meters and walk for 50 meters, you're doing two different things. You're distinguishing what one thing is from the other. Now, my training method is based on minutes. The reason why it's based on time rather than distance, it, it has a little bit of a backstory. 
But first things first things first is that there's no public well that's a minute there's no public tracks for most people there's no public tracks so it's harder to actually notice a distance of 50 meters to run and 50 meters to walk but everybody has time and time never changes so that's why I set up to go run for 30 minutes 30 minutes will always be 30 minutes no matter what you can either cover a certain distance in 30 minutes or not that's the whole idea so right now going back into the running back into the running so every single time I say go we're back into running stop we're walking and then the body notices the difference because it's saying you're actually acting upon an activity and you're not acting upon the other activity. So it's noticing what it's doing from what it's not. And that's a minute. Stop. Breathe. Expand your lungs when you inhale. If you want to hold it, you know, stress out the lung tissue a little bit more. That's fine. Obviously, I just exhaled, but I mean, this is my first guided running, and I got a little inspired by this thing because I was watching the Wim Hof method. He has his breathing technique where you're breathing 60 times, then you're exhaling for a minute and holding your breath, and then you breathe, and then you restart all over again. So, if you guys are ready, we start off again, go, run. So, Bill Bowerman, Wim Hof, you know, just trying to correlate back again to how I got inspired to doing this. And obviously waking up, not as early as usual, but I said, you know what, I got to do something where I can actually... Mm, expand my knowledge so I think it's a good idea that or it was a good idea because now I'm doing it to do this guided running program because most people you know they'll listen to music or they might want to hear a good conversation or a podcast or something but this is an actual guided run where you're learning my ideas or what I've learned and just a minute stop back into running uh, back into walking back into walking back into walking breathing breathing you know use your diaphragm to exhale Bill Bowerman Wim Hof my dynamic stretches, whatever all these ideas come, it's because I've actually lived through these ideas and have used what is useful and I have learned from what is not useful to not use. If that makes any sense. So, Bill Barman says, run for 50 meters, walk for 50 meters. Run for 50 meters, walk for 50 meters. Now you might be wondering, who's Bill Bowerman? For those who don't know who Bill Bowerman is. Well, Bill Bowerman was the head track coach at the University of Oregon back in the 
50s all the way to probably the end of the 70s. So, and we're back into the running. So, have you ever heard of his brand? He created the shoes called Nikes. You know, obviously Phil Knight, yes. He helped with the whole business aspect of it. But Bill Bowerman was the creative aspect of it, the liberal aspect of something to say, I can make something creative, liberal. He had all the liberty to create something, right? And he did. He made lightweight, well, not lightweight, but lighter shoes for his athletes. And at one point, it became this corporate enterprise, probably one of the biggest ones in the world, called Nike. And But he first and foremost focused on three, two, that's a minute, walk. 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 So back at it again, the walking. Why the running from the walking? He focused on human performance. He said, my athletes can become better men if they're better athletes, if they're better students, if they're better teachers. You know, one of his, my favorite quotes that he says is, if you're going to, is it, if you're going to do so, oh, don't do anything unless you care enough about it to become a winner. So anything that you're actually doing, it's not the reason to win or to make someone lose. It's to actually find your own definition of success and victory. So that's what I like about Bill Barman. And we're ready to back to run in three, two, one, back into the running, back into the running. So he cared about human performance. He cared about making sure that whoever he was teaching got to his best self possible through his training. So that's what I'm doing here at the moment, teaching you some of his methods with some of my ideologies and from other experiences that I've actually had to create this running program. Back in the day, it used to be called run in Zen. (laughs) Run in the mindset where you're not worried and you're enjoying and you can notice that it is enlightening. That was, that's what it was called, running zen. Not anymore. It's on the run with Sal. You're on the run with me. You're listening to me. And in three, two, one, you walk again. And you're balancing out what running is from what running is not. And that's what Bill Bowerman says in his book, Jogging. I still have the book. Obviously, it's more of an antique historical book for me. And it taught me a lot. It actually got me back into running. It gave me the chance to teach kids how to run. And if I did it properly, how they actually got to enjoy running, which is the other more important thing. So we're walking right now and we're breathing. And we're walking, and we're breathing, and we're walking, and we're breathing. And notice, consciously notice, that when you take a breath, you can see things, not clearer, but 
there in that moment. And in four, three, two, one, back into the running. Okay. So this is what I like to do after the halfway mark. Right? So right now, well, actually, no. Halfway mark would be <laughs> on this podcast because we did the, the stretching and now we're doing the recording. But we are at 11, 10 minutes and 19 seconds on my watch. So, so back into Bill Bowerman. You are balancing yourself by putting in an effort and returning your reward, your rest, your recovery, your acknowledgement that you will be repeating. Replenish. Breathe. Put in the effort when you walk because right now <laughs> we're, we're running, we're jogging. And get ready for it. Three, two, one. <sighs> Good effort. Reap the reward. Breathe. Rest. Isn't that what life is all about? You work so hard so that at the end of the day, you get to enjoy your rest. I mean, that's balance, right? But sometimes we just don't know how to fully balance ourselves to our best way possible. And I can understand that. Everybody's lived through it. And right now, I'm in the moment where I'm working on this idea, creative idea, where at one point, I'll get to structurally be able to teach it to a lot more people when they do want to come out for a run. And we're ready in three, two, run back into that rhythm again. What is running? It's this effort where you're mechanically moving faster than walking. But there's so much more to it. If you've listened to any of my podcast talks, conversations, a lot of my guests have said a lot of different things about running. And you can kind of live through it if you only experience it or if you remember when you experienced it. So try it out. Just try it out. I would appreciate if you hear this program and talk and get to say, you know what? It was interesting. And maybe I'll... I'll go off for one of those uh, on the run with Sal's at the Otero and Small. Three, two, one. Walk. Breathe. So 50 meters, 50 meters, Bill Bowerman. One minute, one minute, Sal. Why one minute and one minute? Well, you got to learn how to do it. Because within one minute, if you run, you ran for a minute. Within one minute, if you walk, you walked for a minute. But there is no limitation for that effort. There is no limitation. Because after you have mastered one minute of running to one minute of jogging, you want to progress in one of those things only. And that's the running. So now... 
you can evolve to two minutes and you can notice that effort. Three, two, one, back into it again. Jogging, jogging. We're still not at the halfway point where we're gonna pick it up and I'll actually let you know because I want you to focus. Listen to my conversation right now, but focus that you are actually jogging right now. This is the jogging rhythm. This is the jogging pace. Jog for this minute because you'll walk for the next minute. But that's not the limitation. Again, at one point, your body will get so used to jogging for a minute that you'll have to do one or two things. You'll have to increase the intensity of that minute and learn from that or multiply the amount of time where you can apply that controlled effort. That's a minute. Sorry, I forgot my watch is uh, <laughs> it's taking care of this, but you're walking right now. And sorry if I didn't get let you know, but you went up 10 seconds ahead. But you're listening to this recording, me talking a little bit about my experiences, what I've learned, what I want to teach. And hopefully this kind of conversation is the one that actually gets you to try this. First, first things first. This is an invitation to try. This is an invitation to say, well, let's see what this guy is talking about. He's giving in a lot of insights. I don't know any, even if they're true, but you know, I don't, I don't have any reason to hide them. But if you want to see my Bill Bowman book by jogging, I'll show it to you. But in three, two, one, back into that effort. Well, now on my watch, we are at the halfway point. And usually I tell people, hey, pick it up a little bit. Notice the difference between that effort of jogging or that intensity to a new intensity. Same mechanism, same control, just a little bit faster. Tire the body just a little bit more. Let it know that you can actually reach to the next level, right? The next intensity, the next effort and say, okay, I am getting a little bit more tired, but my mechanism is still the same. My speed is just a little bit faster, but my mechanism is still the same. Still the same. I'm getting a little bit more tired. All right. Well, don't worry about it. Just keep going, because now you got three, two, one. Walk. Walk and breathe. Obviously, yeah, I'm over-exaggerating my breathing because I'm at only 106 right now for, <laughs> for my heart rate. Because I've been talking this whole time and I put in a good effort. And I can go back into it nice and easy, nice and easy. Walking. Now, just imagine if you were with a friend. And this is what I recommend everybody to do, invite a friend to do this. And go at one pace and one pace only. The slower person's pace. <laughs> and now I've been talking a lot about, you know, who taught me this, what I've lived through, the experience and all that kind of stuff. But why would we go to with the slowest person's pace? 
Well, for this one reason. Ready? In three, two, I want to back into that rhythm again. But why would you run at the slowest person's pace? Well, let's say this if there's a fast person that knows they can leave the slow person behind, well, they're not really running together. And if you invite a friend to go off for a run, you've invited a friend to go off for a run. That means that both of you should be doing it together. Not, hey, let's go off for a run and I'm gonna go all the way over there, right? The whole point of inviting a friend to go out for a run is so you guys can both enjoy it together. Both put in the same effort and say, hey, we can actually talk during that minute walking, you know that, right? And in three, two, one. You're catching your breath, recovering, but you're walking. It's something normal that you already do. Feel a little tired. Feel a little tired. Right? But you're doing it together. You're, you're socializing. I'm socializing with my phone, which I look like a weirdo running and walking around this street right in front of High Tech High High School. It's a nice 400 meter loop, so this is where I do most of my workouts. But the whole point of it is very simple. Let's do it together. If you invite a friend to go off a run, it's so much easier that you guarantee yourself for that run because you might be able to convince someone else to commit to go and run with you. And this is what I do with people. I go off for a run and we go the slowest pace possible. Two, one. Sorry about that. Let's get back into it. Right now it's more of an informative guide. Run, walk, no intensity changes, no nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll learn how to actually create more guides like this. Because there's so many different ways of actually learning how to do the same thing. If not, ask, a, ask, a pay, ask an artist, a person who paints a canvas. Painting a canvas is brush and a canvas. But what comes out of it is unique to their own ability, right? So right now, your ability is saying, wow, well, my legs are moving faster than the usual. My arms are a little tired. Maybe I need to relax some more. Three, two, one, back into walking. Back into walking. Back into walking. Recover. Rest, replenish. Breathe. And right now it's more important than ever to actually exercise breathing. It's more important than ever to exercise breathing because you manually have to, and not just manually, you consciously want to notice when you actually inhale to actually breathe. Hey, good morning. Keep it up, man. Consciously notice that you're breathing. Consciously notice that I'm living because I'm automatically breathing to a certain pace. But now I 
I noticed that there's this hill right around me. And I have three seconds, and two, and one, and back at it again. Yeah, 22 minutes right now, running, jogging, whatever you want to call it. Sal's program, I don't know. Just right now you know that you're actually running. You're putting in this effort of this is running. This is running. And not just that, maybe some thoughts are coming into your head. Maybe you've been mentally stressed out. But now you're mentally relaxing yourself a little bit. Because you're letting the body strain and actually put in an effort and feel a little stress. But relaxing the mind. Relaxing the mind. Just because you're doing the opposite, you're relaxing the body now. And in three, two, one, walk and breathe. Again, breathe. Notice that you're walking right now. Notice that you're walking right now. Notice that you get your recovery right now. Notice that maybe you actually have already gotten almost two miles. And two miles may have never felt so easy in your life. Obviously, yeah, you're not fully running those two miles, but you're learning what the two mile distance is. Because when you walk, you about cover 100 meters, which is about one quarter of a track, of a, of a lap on the track. So that means you're putting in the effort for three quarters of the run. And in four, three, two, one, back into the rhythm, jogging. Let's go. You got six more minutes to go. Now, if you're feeling like, oh, now I have to pick it up. No. What I like to do is, or what I like to say is, you end as you started. If you started easy, end easy. And the middle, pick it up. Notice it in the difference right there in the middle. Or it kind of counts where you have surpassed the point of no return. That's when it matters. That's when it matters to actually put in the effort. But obviously, in a race, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to finish as you started. You want to finish the race. But if you started easy today and you ended easy today, and you just do it again, you start off easy again. And then you end easy again. That's it. That's a minute. Walk. Sorry for not giving you a heads up. So Bill Bowerman, no public tracks. You're breathing. <sighs> Wim Hof, you know. This is part of, uh, you know, my epistemology, what I've learned. You know, imperialistic thoughts from my experience. I went through this experience and I've learned this way. And, you know, it got me back into running first. Secondly, I taught people how to actually run with this simple, it makes no sense mechanic, but 
it does. And that's how I teach people how to run. Two, one, back into the jogging. So I tell people, what is the one thing you're not supposed to do when you're running? Walking, stopping. Because when you run, you're constantly going. What is the one thing you're not supposed to do when you're running? You're not supposed to stop. If life was just one mathematical problem, it will keep on going. But when you stop and dissect it and notice what your components, resources, and attributes are, components and resources would be the numbers. Then attributes would be more of a adding or subtracting, dividing, multiplying. Right? Because that way you actually notice what you have and what you can do. Or what the purpose of what we're supposed to be doing. Noticing the difference. <laughs> and sorry, I was caught in my own thoughts. That was a minute, guys. You're already at 10 seconds. If you're still jogging, take a little break. You're almost done. I'm not here to be the coach to yell at you and say, run faster, jump higher, throw farther. Nah, I, I never liked that philosophy about coaching at all. My philosophy on coaching is simple. If I give you a task and you accomplish that task because you know you could accomplish that task, then I have guided you in a certain extent, right? To success or failure. But if you've failed, give yourself the minute and go at it again. And I'm going to give yourself a little bit extra time. In three, two, one, which I did. We're at 33, 10. So I did give you a little extra time. And I don't care how corny this actually sounds. It's my first recording. Today I actually have an interview with Havel Respes. So congratulations, Havik. You have been shouted out during my first uh, guided run. Which now I'm thinking, I think I'm gonna be doing a lot more guided runs. But also, let me let me invite you. Come down to the Otay Ranch Mall on Thursday and come do this with me. Come actually enjoy being with people and focusing on the effort. That's a minute. And we're at 29 minutes. So this is our last effort. This is our last effort. This is our last effort. Hopefully you guys have so far have noticed the difference. And because you've noticed the difference, you can say, all right, I can keep on doing this. It wasn't as hard. Later on, you'll get to learn and know what harder is. And that's fine. That's the whole point of life. Life is a challenge. But make sure that you're the challenger for whatever the task is ahead of you. So right now, 29, 41, 42. You know, focusing again on your breathing for your recovery. 
even though we're about to get ready for our last jog in three, two, one. Go back into that jogging rhythm. You're done. Put in this last effort. Then you'll get to walk for just a little bit. A good five minutes stretch afterwards. Don't forget about that. And that's a good effort for the day. 30 minutes of jogging. See, if you would have said, I only want to do two miles today. Well, go run your two miles. All right? But you're limiting yourself to that distance. What if you do this program and you end up running two and a quarter, which is a little bit more than what I'm actually, no, I'm at 2.45. Well, I did just a little bit extra, but not the same effort, right? And with that, three, two, one, walk, you're done. That's 30 minutes of effort. One minute of running, one minute of walking. Hopefully you got to learn a little bit about the Bill Bowerman, Wim Hof, some of my ideologies, ideologies, whatever you want to call them. My thoughts. Where you're walking, let the body go back into walking normality. Walking normality. You're, you're, you're done. If you're running next to someone else, say, hey, way to go. Or as I like to tell everybody else, you know, good shit. <laughs> but they lived through the exact same experience as you did. So say, hey, where'd it go, man? Good job. That was good. Let's go get let's go get some lunch. Alright, I'm buying. I would love to buy for you some lunch. Actually, a havoc I do need to buy him some lunch. But <laughs> the whole point is invite a friend. Don't live through this experience alone. You know, enjoy it with others. And bless you. I'll bless you again. Yeah. I don't know. Someone was sneezing like from afar, but I heard him. Uh, well, this is my training program. This was the one minute of running, one minute of walking. Now we're just walking for another two to three minutes just to let the body relax or get back into the normality of relaxation. I know I talk a lot about the nothingness that I can actually come up with. <laughs> But it's important to actually, you know, listen for just a minute and put in the effort for another minute and uh, reward yourself afterwards. Reward yourself afterwards. It's very important to reward yourself afterwards. Uh, morning. Yeah, very important to reward yourself afterwards because... You put in the effort. As that one poem in Spanish says, Te cansas solo para disfrutar del descanso. You tire yourself only to enjoy your rest. And you will definitely get to notice that rest a lot more fulfilling, relaxing, 
you know, mind shaping. You you fluffed it all up. Let this rest become your cloud, your pillow. <laughs> oh God, that sounds horrible. I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna listen to this podcast later. I hope. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of on the dunskis, just talking about nonsense right now. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and listeners, thank you very much for joining this very first special episode. Because it is the very first. <laughs> very first special episode of a guided run. One minute of running, one minute of walking. I hope that you've noticed what running is to a certain extent. And its possibilities. And that it's not that hellish thing that you used to do back in PE. Of one <laughs> running from... Um, uh, I hope you guys uh, actually did get to enjoy the run. As I always say, after I'm done with every episode of my podcast, I hope you enjoy the run. Because it can be whatever it is that you want it to be. And again, ladies and gentlemen, friends and listeners, I appreciate you guys listening. I hope to see you soon. And you're more than invited Mondays and Thursdays at the Otay Ranch Mall by the soccer fields to enjoy this run with me because I'll go out for the run with the people who want to learn how to do this and if nobody's there I'm just gonna go out for a run by myself but if you're there if you're there well I'll get to go out for a run with you adios